Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I uh, will be attempting to write a complete scenario for the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. So I thought I would start tonight by showing you uh, what I've been working on. Uh, I, would, I read through all of the stuff on uh, uh, the repository on what I, what's required mm -hmm. for the PDFs and all that. So I've got that down. It's, it's easy. It's what I do all the time. Uh, but I thought I'd start designing the cover because I'm working on the art end of it. So this is what I came up with. Nice. Oh, that? I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought it would be one of the stone, one of the weird stones sort of <laughs> over the river of blood. And yet it's that's, ambiguous that that's not going to tell them anything. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, that. 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 looks. It's perfect. It looks. I agree. If you go to the repository, it will fit. Cool. It'll fit in. So what else? Who's next? Morgan? Tyler? Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I, I know we wanted to talk about, you know, what we still need to do for this. I, I I will fully admit I have, I am absolutely the one who's holding up the finishing the writing on this project. I, I just, like I said, I will be um, Wednesday dedicating time to doing it. Um, I totally understand now all the other projects I have ever been on wondering why somebody can't get their part done and just, you know, life just pops up with everything. Um, but yeah, my plan is hopefully within two weeks. Uh, so I, I think we said that we were going to start meeting every other week. Yeah, that works best. By, by then I will have that, uh, at, at least the majority of, of the writing done uh, so that we can kind of move into the next phase of, you know, kind of meshing it together and making it sound right. And right copy or not copy editing but you know proofreading and all that fun stuff now do we do we need to have it edited uh, oscar's going to edit so does he need to edit yep. it and then we start formatting it into the thing or does yeah he I, yeah, yeah. I, I would wait for the edits because after after oscar goes through and, and edits it uh tyler and myself will have to go through and make changes you know improve the whole thing and then once we get that completed fix it uh, then we'll get it formatted together, and all right, and we'll look for continuity errors and stuff. Yeah, exactly. and stuff. Which I mean, a cursory, I mean, a read through before the main edit might be good to catch anything just blaring continuity-wise, but right, yeah, that the, that the, the, the edit, the, the purpose of the edit is to get you know into the into it the bulk of it and fine so we can also we don't necessarily have to do that online we can uh we can right. each, we'll each have a copy of it and read through it and look for any oh. mistakes because the more people who look at it the better i think doing i think doing a read through of the final project uh for the for the channel and showing all of our viewers and things the um kind of final gonna, pro product will be good but well, we're gonna do a run. We're gonna we're gonna play it. We are gonna play through it. That's true. Yeah. So that's reading right. reading it through <laughs> through we, through the we, first draft is I don't I don't. We are, are playing through it, or there is a group we're of have, people who want to play in it. Uh, yeah, th yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Right, and we'll and my, we'll have one of our our good GMs run it, and. I or 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 more more me and one of you or whatever will simply be on screen watching. 
okay. won't interact, but we'll see how people act, react, and make notes and what we need to change. Jason, sorry I cut you off. I was just going to say it might be good to have somebody not involved here that's not going to play it. One or two people do a read-through also from a fresh set of eyes because they're going to say, well, I'm, I don't understand what's going on here, or they're going to say, oh, I totally understand it because we already, even if we proofread it, we know where it's supposed to lead. Uh, outsider, I mean, you know, somebody who hasn't been involved in the whole process reading it might be able to pick out something that we've looked at a hundred times, but we already know where it's supposed to be. So Right. Well, we, I think as Oscar said uh, at some point in this whole thing, he said, you know, we don't want to, it's difficult for us to, to do a true, honest kind of read through play test of it. Cause we'll fill in the gaps in our head. Right. Right. That's right. what I was getting at. And the, the GM who we give it to is going to have to do that anyway. Correct. So that will be part of that test. However many times they contact us and say, wait, we don't understand this at all. We're like, uh-oh, got to rewrite that. (laughs) And as far as the NPCs, the town's like 80% done. There's one or two I have to do. Still have to work on the big bad and work on the um, the sand creatures, the... uh, Sand a blank. Thank you, sand dwellers. Other than that, um, you know, and then throw a couple generic townsperson one, townsperson two, if they need somebody that they just run into on the street that's not written into it. Other than that, it's I'd say eighty percent done. Cool. I think uh, I think my maps and things are pretty. I mean, I know where everything goes, and I just spruce <clears throat> them up and get them ready. Um, Got those I, and the handouts. I think that if we're publishing this ourselves to go into the repository, uh, I'm going to go all out on the maps because I want them to be things that they can copy and paste, or not copy and paste, mm-hmm. but print out and then hand to their players so they'll mm-hmm. be full page maps. You know, that I think everybody will appreciate, not just little <laughs> right, little squares. Yeah, for sure. People like handouts. Handouts are fun. a nice touch. Like handouts. And if we make them look pretty, then they'll really like them. Well, I can't think of anything else. It's just our little update at the moment. Um, anything you guys can think of? So, well, well, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, were you going to put any other artwork like... Um the pictures of the big bad or well yeah i do have to do that and you said something about me uh leaving the big bad up to me i think that i think i've been thinking how i want to draw it so that might be a good idea because i'm still envisioning this um let's say that the big bad is an avatar aspect of shabnaguroth it's like the the, the ovipositor of this gigantic extra dimensional thing poking down into our universe. And when they attack it, pulls itself out, turns around and Thank sticks you. its head through, which would be the big. Right. So, so, so you have, you have the, uh, <laughs> I was I kind of thought of the, of the tentacles hanging down, tending to the larva. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so it's like, you know, the tentacles and the things hanging from the ceiling uh, yeah, they they pop back up, and then the thing that bursts back through is almost you know it's the the classic 
jog off the like With a bunch eyes. of eyes and tentacles and mouths and hair and just the, the sort of soulless spider uh, eye things and just like yeah just tentacles and mouths and you know just kind of like melting and reforming and stuff it's coming after you so it's kind of like if you attack it then you're really in for it and and, and as it as it sticks its head through it says hey <laughs> of course it says it, it says it in an elder's tongue that you know sounds super terrifying but they, they can all understand because <laughs> it'll be mental maybe well, it's this big long super scary thing and all it translates to is really <laughs> that's my butt <laughs> it's like what's wrong with you you don't see me barging into your house and attacking your children my sweet little maggots one Same. other question did we do the switch on um, the cannibal character. Is it going to be male or female? Yes. It is. It yeah. is female. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Tyler there when he when he emailed me. I know we talked about this last time, but the the making it a female um, does it does help to somewhat soften up the uh, suspicion a little bit. Yeah, that's. And that's, even if I doesn't fully make sure. do it, even because because the thing with the cannibal, we don't really care if they kill her. Right, it's not like you know, she's just an added element. Um, Did you come up with a name so, for her? Is she like Ma Kettle or uh, or she, she's uh, Jen Mel, the daughter of Jason Mel, the founder of Mel's Creek? So we didn't, we didn't deviate too far from uh, just from so Jay I can go back and do <laughs> switch that. That's all, yeah. It's, I think it's Jen. Or Jane? That, that was it Jane? It's, yeah, it's one of the two. I can't remember. I have to look. Yeah, yeah I think Jane. Jane said. I, I think it might be Jane. <clears throat> um, and I don't remember this if we decide we're going to do this or not. But are we creating pregens for this as well? Yeah, I think we're going to go both ways so that they have pregens if they need them. All right, yeah. Are we yeah, doing well. enough? All right, so was the plan then to? do like a set of characters that are like the scientist side and a set of characters that are like the, the, the camera people side, the film crew side, um, or just like a couple of each, or have we just not decided that? See the thing. I don't know. It's like, I keep forgetting about the film crew component. I haven't included anything for them. And whether that's a fun idea to have the people out here to film stuff, but I don't know if having a ton of them, like having having six film crew characters, yeah, is like, really like what what like what are they even? They don't have any motivation to like see the thing through. They go through the crazy mind, they get attacked by a crazy lady, and they're like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> why 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 not just make it? Let's say if you're going to do it, four four scientists and a cameraman and his assistant. Right. It makes sense for somebody to be there because I added I, I added the NPC who was the person doing the document, like the camera document for the original group who went back to develop film, saw the creatures in the background, freaked out, especially when they didn't come back. And so he's just freaking out. So he's kind of like that wild card, like the the keeper can do what he wants with them. If, if, the, if the group's really struggling, he's kind of the guiding star, if you will. He's that breaking class in case of emergency if they feel like they need him or they can have him like mislead you know he kind of that but 
So they already had somebody documenting it. So this new group of people brought somebody else to document it. So that kind of makes sense. But a whole entire film crew of people, I don't know. All right. So I made notes. I haven't, I haven't framed the scenario to really support that. So we'll need four scientists and one camera person. So it'll be one person and a camera's assistant. So four scientists, two film crew people. So it would be one lead scientist and assistants or grad students or well, well not, the lead the lead person was Dr. Baker because he's the one who wanted them to come. So the main person is NPC who's dead. Not that they know that, but um and also like giving in this situation, I think giving like a person like the lead scientist as a pregen kind of make things a bit odd. Having one one of the pregens like in this situation, like a higher in authority kind of in some in some cases, in some scenarios, that makes perfect sense. Like if there's the lead detective and the or like the sheriff and the deputies or you know, whatever. But in this case they're all just scientists, so I don't see the a, a purpose for making one elevated over the others. No, that's fine. So I'll put that on the list. I did not do those yet, so Okay. Um, is the uh, is the aspect of the of the Red River something that the characters know before they come? Is that like a legend or something that they they're kind of curious to see? Because I was, gonna I think I think you can kind of sprinkle that throughout the characters' backgrounds with pregens. What I was going to say is that one of the pregens might be a geologist and just interested in why the river runs red like that and he's coming along with the other scientists because they're all coming out i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking putting too much in well even even if they're not fully a geologist they could still be like you know you've heard of these these brownish rivers um whatever you can sprinkle these kind of background things into or it's like or it's like your relative lives in this area and they've talked about finding a town, you know, like ghost towns and things, you know, their ghost stories that they told you as a kid. And so you can kind of just give these little bits of flavoring that relate to the story as a whole to the pregens is something that I really like in the scenarios. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I, I would make sure that any, any information that's in the, uh, the backstories, unless it's like very personal to that PC, um, it's something that's discoverable during the scenario as well, because my, I, I, I like that too, but, um, what I found that tends to happen, especially if you're like, like a con game or something, you know, people read through the uh, background story really, really fast and then forget about it. Right. I, yeah. If you don't want to get final clues oh, in yeah, NPC's yeah. background, because then it's like, it's like a murder mystery dinner, mm. not call of Cthulhu. Uh, <laughs> so it's true. It's fun to have character background stuff and longer running campaigns that, that you add in, but with you and your group, but having your scenario, like this pregen character, his grandfather gave him a letter and that letter has a spell that they need to defeat the monster. <laughs> and it's like that guy, the person who gets it is going to skip over all of that. Yep. And then you're all dead. And then they're going to be like, you had the letter <laughs> the whole time that would have saved you. And it's like, what? <laughs> the, the one thing and. I'm going. I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but you know, th- one of the things that I've learned too from from creating pregens, 
um, is don't don't include information on there that you know the um, the player doesn't have an explanation for. So I years and years ago, I remember being in a Call of Cthulhu game, and we get to the the, the very end thing. Ironically, we were fighting Sand Dwellers at the end, um, and I you know I had only been playing Cthulhu for like maybe a year so I, I was really new to everything still i say oh i have got this spell on my um sheet and it was so, something like uh call the i don't know lord of the skies or something like that i'm like oh i want to cast this and the gm just kind of looks at me and is like are you sure i'm like yeah i, I want to cast this so like all right so he walks me through it cast it apparently i summoned azathoth and destroyed the world uh with that um yeah. probably wouldn't have done that if i had known what the spell was but <laughs> yeah. Technically, we won the game because you know the bad guys did hey, not uh, true. win. They still destroyed the world, but you know. Hey, look, no collateral damage was acceptable. We can we can put finally that one spell that saves everyone, which is called Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yes, I love that spell. The hand of God <laughs> reaches down and just squishes the bad guy. I'm like that's the end. <laughs> Any spell that calls Azathoth should take days and like <laughs> 40 agree. people. Looking back, I can't believe that I had a spell that I could cast in five minutes that summoned Azathoth. <laughs> that summons Azathoth with one dude. Yeah. He's just like. He heard hey. you, but he doesn't understand what you're saying because he's uh, Azathoth. <laughs> I, I think that game, more looking back, it was a train wreck as well. Um, and so I think the GM was just trying to get out of it. And so we, it was a con game that was supposed to last four hours. It lasted like an hour and a half. And it's like, all right, well, we still had fun. So that's what, that's what was worth it. As a thought, this is the emergency eject switch. <laughs> this I'm game's gonna, going poorly. Here goes as a thought. I'm going to be running two or three games at, uh, at Necronomicon this year. That's going to be fun. Oh, cool. I'm going to try to run some that I've ran that I know mm-hmm. instead of trying to do something completely different. Uh, we'll worry about that next couple of, of Necronomicons. Uh, all right. So are we done? Is that it? I think so. Let's go ahead and finish then. Uh, and all my notes have disappeared. <clears throat> our thanks to Tyler Hudak, Morgan Llewellyn, Jason Melichok for being here tonight. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.